following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. Now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Cabinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me is not mainly always. I was going to say almost like never always. I know, it's, it, but it is so good. This is actually the first time uh, you, you have been in my new office, which is not even a recording studio at this point. No. Um, we were here before when you were talking about your Kickstarter, but we had yes. Craig, so we couldn't fit in this office. Right, right, this right. It's actually the first time we're doing like... What we used to do every Saturday for about 10 years. Yeah, I mean, damn near. It's crazy to think because uh, I was trying to think the last time I was by and I forgot we did an episode about the Kickstarter Craig was running. So I don't know when I, I thought you, before I, I was there. I, I think we've done some Zoom ones. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like MCU review times when you guys were going through the MCU see you stuff yeah and that was uh and that's the perfect segue yes because uh marvel is chaos uh, uh yeah marvel is what dc used to be marvel is like <laughs> yeah marvel studios is like what dc comic books is to me now where i'm like i'm not really sure what's going on anymore i check in every now and then and i'm very confused yeah I and think, i used to be on top of this shit you know what i'm saying i well, used to be like i feel like i feel like this uh on both now because Mar- marvel i am caught up on the shows and the movies. I I did see the Marvels. We're not going to get that far into it. Um, you you haven't seen it. I would say the uh, and our opinions are all over the map about it. But yeah, I would say uh, for me, you might as well wait for Disney Plus because I was sitting in the theater going, "Why isn't this a Disney Plus show?" Oh. It didn't feel special or big or monumental. Hmm. I was like, "This is Ms. Marvel season two. Yeah. With- see, then I didn't even. So I tried watching Ms. Marvel. I really like the kid they cast as uh, Kamala Khan. I think she's great. But the show, they were fighting the clandestine or something, like yeah. some Alan Davis thing from like the 70s or the 80s. I'm not sure. So I didn't I, really. I, 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 th- I, th- I keep thinking they came out of Excalibur, but I think they just started they might have. their own book. I don't know. I feel like they came from like, yeah, definitely some British thing. But then they changed her powers and... I will never not believe that they visually had her stretch. And then I think they... Well, they changed her into Green Lantern. Yeah, but I think initially, I think the visual effects team probably had her stretchy powers. And then we're like, it probably looked super goofy, so they changed it. And then we never really... Maybe they did explain that. But I just feel like without an explanation for why... It's like, then that, that doesn't bode well for Mr. Fantastic, first of all. Yeah. Um, And then I would say it's like... So that I didn't finish, that was the first show I didn't finish for Marvel. That was like the first MCU content I never got through. Because I just felt they're not making this show for everybody. This is like, it seemed like it skewed. It was like a Disney, it seemed like a Disney show, not a Marvel show, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah, like, it that, seemed like Disney was making this for, like, the Disney Channel. Totally and I would have loved sense, this yeah. if I was, like, 10. But I'm 37, so I was, I just did not care about it at all. I'm but fi- the kid was great. I'm 51, I wanted to keep my kids in the room watching it. Yeah. I was like, I need, I need a reason. It was like Star Trek Prodigy. I was like, I, 
I was like, this is for children. There's a child. You watch mm-hmm. it. And the minute they stop watching, I'm like, oh, oh fuck. Kid. And then, uh, so then Secret Invasion, I never got to, but I heard it was horrible. It was awful. It was the first Marvel thing that I was like, this is bad. It was bad. And it was, it made me angry, not just for the story. You gave me the hardcover of the crossover. It's a great story. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the initial Secret Invasion yes. is a, a and great it concept. Made an incredible movie. It could have been a whole phase. It should, it should, yeah. It's kind of like, it's, seems like marvel is trying to do 10 things at once instead of just trying to commit to like a couple things not everything should be connected but if you're gonna do secret invasion one of the original avengers should have been a scrawl you know what i'm saying they should have really if you're going to do it do it you know what i mean instead it had no avengers and it was just it was and it's crazy because i the cast is awesome everyone in this i like yeah but well that's what really bothered me was that I was like on episode three and I was like, Samuel L. Jackson finally made a TV show and it's boring. Yeah. That makes no sense. In the last 40 years that this guy had any TV show, I would have wanted to watch it. Right. And it, yeah, that was the first thing where I was like, I just absolutely don't like this. And I had been on like diminishing returns with Marvel. Like I liked She-Hulk, but I didn't think it was great. Yeah, I liked She-Hulk. I liked Moon Knight, but I thought it got a little off the rails. Um, I did not like the Eternals, and that was the first thing I. That was oh, the first yeah. thing I did not like. It was. It had promise. I think it just. They. I mean, it's hard. Jack Kirby. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that guy was living in another reality. Yeah. You're not gonna figure his shit out. And also to try to bring Jack Kirby down to earth. I mean, they still haven't made Galactus. Right. And, and they're yet they're gonna do something that's like that's even harder. Fifty Galactuses. Yeah. I think yeah, and um, like Black Widow was okay. You know, it's pretty much after yeah, Black Widow um, was okay. I. Uh, Quantum Mania. I, I don't even remember. Really so like that's it. what I watched. Uh, I finished Loki, and Kang's all over Loki. Yeah. And then I was like, well, wasn't Kang the bad guy in Quantum of whatever? Quantum Mania. Yeah. Quantum Mania. And then I don't even remember what he like. It seems like they completely ignored whatever was going on in Quantum Mania, well, and I don't even remember Kang in it. I remember he was in the movie, but I don't remember like. Was he? I thought he was. I was very. He was confused. the bad guy in the movie, and I thought they. Ki- and this is spoilers for a movie that nobody wants to go see. I still can't get my kids to to watch it on Disney Plus. Like I can't get and them I to like watch it for free. Scott Lang. I like Paul Rudd a lot, and I like the other two movies. And I remember. Uh, I just can't. I I remember they had uh, Darren Cross as Modoc. He comes back. He looked terrible. And then yeah, he looked terrible. And then Kang was stuck in the quantum realm, but then. Was that because it was? This is why we could get into Loki, which I finished. But like, yeah, we will. Loki was confusing because at the end of the first season of Loki, they murder Kang, and then, uh, and then in Ant Man and Quantumania, Kang's there, but in the quantum realm. But it's not that Kang; it's like time travel shit or yeah, something. Yeah, because there, because there's Kang variants everywhere. Right. But then, then in Loki season two, and we'll get into this. It's like, well, was it? Because Loki season two starts playing with time loops. Yeah. And um yeah, but but Quantumania was like all I really remember about Quantumania, I saw it in the theater, I haven't seen it again, was like it just seemed like everyone was standing on the volume for two yes. hours. It was like just nothing but LED screens. Yes. Bill Murray shows up and does nothing. Oh yeah, I don't even remember Bill Murray was in that movie. Yeah, and it just it didn't seem like it went anywhere. The only thing I liked was like actually seeing Scott Lang in a fight, like the fight at the end. And that movie was supposed to end with Scott and uh Hope trapped in the quantum realm. And then they were like, ah, no. And then they get out. So I'm like, well, what? 
What did that do other than introduce Kang, which is which we? But they had already introduced him in Loki, right? They introduced him as he remains, but then the movie was supposed to be like full Kang costume fighting, and you know, eventually he he just gets swarmed over by ants. That was like the that's how, and I've never been a big Kang fan because in the comics I couldn't figure him out. And the movie's not helping me. And then, yeah. And now you add the layer of Jonathan Majors. Yeah. You know. So what's going on with Jonathan Majors? So this is what I don't understand: is he had some allegations or something, but they're not proven. Yeah, it's like domestic abuse. Well, he's on trial for domestic abuse. Like his girlfriend okay. said, like she he choked her and uh, yeah. multiple. He seems like a psycho. He seems a little much. He's a little much. I watched him host Saturday Night Live, and he seemed like too big for Saturday Night Live, like, acting style. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but this is Saturday Night Live. Like, I, why Why is Disney pick this guy? Do they not have, like, people to vet and just make sure they're not, you know, banking a billion-dollar franchise on a fucking psycho? I know, well, that's the problem. You never know. And none of this had come out before him. I think he had Oscar buzz. Yeah, but Disney him. doesn't have private investigators. <laughs> you know, he's sh- fucking looking yeah, at these I'm people. Sure they did. Well, you know, they didn't know Chadwick Boseman had cancer either. <laughs> Oh yeah, well that that might be a little yeah. Yeah, so and that you know, they didn't know Edward Ed Norton would be a dick. They didn't know you just think Terrence Howard would be an asshole. Yeah. They have they have made missteps with casting. But then it's I don't understand that just recast this motherfucker. What is you know, I mean they've done this before. Just well, that, recast him. Well that's the thing. They've already shown there's a million variants and right. they, and they've already introduced Because it just to be clear, Sylvie is a variant of Loki, yeah. right? So you could be a completely different gender, a completely different race. We had a whole race. movie where Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield showed up also as Peter yes. Parker. Yes, I mean, so people it's... don't care. No one blinked when Terrence Howard turned into Donald Cheadle or Don Cheadle or whatever. You know what I mean? But I think the problem is not only is Jonathan Majors an issue, but be- I think because Quantumania wasn't that big a hit, I think Marvel's like, oh, I don't know that people really care about Loki the way they cared about Thanos. And, you know, I've... I'm not Loki, I'm Kang. Kang. I was like, I never cared about Kang the way I cared about Thanos, even as a kid. Yeah, Everybody I, was like, Kang is the big guy. And I was like, well, what does he do? He was like, well, he travels in time and his stories are very convoluted. I was like, that doesn't seem a threat to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Kang. I think he's a cool villain. I just think it's like... It they just it just seems like Marvel's just they don't know what they're doing anymore. It no, just seems like since they wrapped up Avengers, yeah. there's no plan B, and it just seems like okay or like they just don't know what to do next. And it's like they're trying to do too many different things. It's like they're just throwing everything they can at the wall until they see something. That and that's sticks. what the multiverse saga is like. The yeah. multiverse saga, the premise is let's throw everything. Let's at try the everything because it's like everything was. We just had too much multiverse too quickly right you know we had the doctor strange movie the, all the loki stuff is multiverse it's like the uh quantum manium was multiverse crap and then you the spider-man into you, the multiverse you, is a whole trilogy about multiverse stuff it's like you should just be glad you didn't watch the flash yeah well that's why i didn't watch because that flash, was, was that the, was probably the bottom barrel of multiverse yeah to the point where they just like they just had CG animation of Nicolas Cage and Adam West and Christopher Reeve, and it it was disgusting. Yeah. And even Nicolas Cage was like, I, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember reading an interview him. with him, and he's like, I had no idea what we were filming, you know. And Nicolas Cage will make anything. Yeah. Have you seen Willy's Wonderland? No. It's just him punching out Chuck E. Cheese characters, and he doesn't talk for two hours. You're saying if they were like, can you be Superman for two hours? Yeah, he, he, he wants to be Superman theater. real bad. Yeah, he... he he wanted to be Superman the way Ben Affleck wanted to be Batman. Yeah. And from the results, 
neither one of those should be in any either of those things. Yeah. Um. All right. So well. So like Loki also multiverse. And do you think this is it for him? He's done. Done. I think we're done with Tom. Hiddleston. See, this is the the problem I have with MCU altogether. Um, I liked Loki, but I thought it was Doctor Who. And it was like, basically, Loki was the Doctor, and Mobius was the companion. Yeah. And because it was so wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, time loops, and Did you you know, paradoxes. I, I, I understood it the way I understood Inception. Every yeah. now and then I was like, am I following this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was glad I couldn't, I was glad I didn't binge it, because like after an hour I'd be like, I need a couple of days. Yeah. So I, I, I unfortunately imagine. had to binge it. <laughs> so it was. This was your a choice. Lot. You said, Do I have to finish Loki? I said, No, start it. I hate spoilers, though. So I don't want to have anything spoiled. And I was, I guess I was like, um, I guess I see what you're saying. So it, it looks like they kind of just got rid of Kang. Well, that's the thing. There's no decisions being made. There's a rumor that. Uh, yeah, it does feel like they're going to abandon him because not only is Jonathan Majors an issue, but the character's not clicking. You know, and Marvel ha- has traditionally had problems with villains. It's like, it, it would have been like if Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out and they were like, the next seven movies are going to be out- about Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. And it's like, when you think about Guardians 1, Ronan the Accuser is the last thing you think I was about. actually like trying to think, like, wait, who's the villain of Guardians Volume 1? And I okay. like Ronan the Accuser. And I like Lee Pace. I yeah. just I didn't like anything about you know what it is? It's like no one can figure it out. And it's not it's it's not too complicated to do a good villain. You know what I mean? Like Loki's a good villain. You know what was Thanos a great was villain. a great villain. It's like they can do good villains. It's just they don't I don't know. I always just say that they don't understand the source material. They're not taking the time to think beyond like but they're, the they're stereotypical s- like, well, we just need him to be a copy of the hero like he always is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would never accuse like Kevin Feige of not understanding the source material. This this whole empire has been built on understanding what makes comics work in a way that no other movies have ever done yeah. before. But I I don't know. I, feel I like- think that there are two... Uh, Kevin Feige is part of the problem now where initially it's like, I think when you start something, when he started Iron Man, he had a vision for something that people weren't seeing. The problem is he's built this empire up and now it's time for like a new vision. And I think all he knows how to do because he's been doing it for the last 10 years is plug in the numbers to the formula. What's the formula to get the superhero movie to get the box office? He's not looking to create anything new anymore. He's just looking to everything's just a numbers game again. And I think it's just like, we just going down the checklist of like, what does the Marvel project need? And you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like we're trying to innovate or do anything different. When they came out with Iron Man, it was cool because they tried to do something different. They tried to stay a little closer to the source material, lean more into the yucks. You know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't breaking the mold completely, but it was a step in a different direction. Avengers was a step further in that direction. Endgame, you know what I mean? It's like, they took these steps but then they came to the end game right literally and then like since then we've never we haven't been wowed and i'm not saying we need like these big end game style things but like spider-man was like the last big like wow thing marvel gave us but it was also the culmination of 
12 Spider-Man movies. It was kind of the same trick as Endgame. Endgame built on 20 years of or 10 years of Marvel movies, and the last Spider-Man movie built on the last 20 years of Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man, when the first one came out, 2001, 2002? 2002 yeah. You know what I mean? And that this Spider-Man movie went all the way back to that one. So it did the same trick that Endgame did. And I just feel like there's nothing new coming from Marvel. It, it's just like, I don't know. You know what you're making me think of? And I, I hadn't thought about this till you mentioned it. It's like Kevin Feige's like Brian Michael Bendis. Yes. When yes, Brian Michael yes, Bendis yes, first came yes. out, they were like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Yes. He's doing things in a totally different way. Like his Daredevil, mm-hmm. his Ultimate Spider-Man. But then you get to the point where everything's a crossover and it's and it just and one crossover it, just bleeds into the next and that's where we right? are with the like movie. house of m is a phenomenal story you know what i mean but it led directly into civil war and civil war led directly into siege siege yeah. or world war hulk or whatever it was it's like it's a straight and then, line then you get to fear itself and that's where it collapses yes and it's you can only and knock that, things out of the park so long before you lose that thread and then bendis i mean bendis I, did civil war too yeah, I know. It's like, it's kind of ridiculous. And it's like, you know, I think you do get to a point creatively where it's like, you can outstay your welcome. And mm-hmm. I remember like when Bendis launched um, New Avengers, it I was very frustrated. Not only because he killed Hawkeye when he did it, but because it wasn't the Avengers I thought it was. Like, it wasn't the Avengers when I was a kid. They didn't have the mansion. It wasn't a team. It's like it was just a bunch of guys hanging out in like Luke Cage's apartment or whatever. And the problem was it was good. It was awesome when he started New Avengers. It was such a good story. That's why I was so upset because I wanted to hate that book and it was great. And, uh, and Ultimate Spider-Man was the same thing. I yes. loved it, loved it, loved it. Until and I st- he stayed on it too long. Yeah, and I, I still try to find like where's the demarcation point because yeah. there's a point where Ultimate Spider-Man – Drops Stop off being readable, time. and I think like if, if you Venom. stop after the first Venom, yeah. you're probably good. I, you then, know, why I'm looking for that because the third Omnibus is coming out, and I was having the right. exact same argument. I'm like, where do I stop getting this? Because the first a, one's good, the second one's probably good. It's like, yeah, that third one. It's like there's all the clones running around, and like Spider-Man is the Scorpion, and also Spider-Man. It was like when The Simpsons was coming out on DVD. Okay, it, it was you like, forgot like it was what like, season you stopped buying. It's great. It's great. It's great. Where's the stopping point? Yeah. Because it doesn't immediately turn into shit yeah it's just it's a each slow, one's a little worse yeah. a little worse and you're like what what is the line that i won't cross yeah with this and like with ultimate spider-man it's like do you check out do you come back when miles comes in or did you just or do you per- pick up where he comes you know like after you honestly know? i think you could just pick up miles right now it's like yeah i, I don't know that bendis did a i think miles is a great character yeah. i don't know that bendis like made classic stories with him that you're going to go back to. It's like if you could watch, basically you could watch Spider-Verse and you're like, oh, I get this character. You could play the fucking video game. You get this character. Yeah, I think it's like, (laughs) it's like uh, Miles Morales was like the last brilliant (laughs) golden egg idea Bendis had at Marvel. But then he tried to do it again. What? He Ironheart is just Miles Morales. Oh yeah, it's the all same over shit. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Riri yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah, and they've already put and, Riri Williams in a movie. Right, and you know he gets a fat check every time he does it, so he'll. I'm sure he'll do it again. I think it's just like, yeah, he's too. This is true of all these people. Is this is it's you're when you're not doing anything new, you're just repeating like your hat tricks. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I I always find that like every writer, every great writer, does five things really well. 
And if you stay with them long enough, you just see them again and again. They and recycle again. it. This okay. is the problem. This problem I yeah. had. Yeah, Yeah, uh, this problem I had with Stephen Moffat on Doctor Who. I thought he, I thought Stephen Moffat was a genius. Yeah. And by the end, of, by the end of his run, I was like, please go. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Doctor Who went even further down. Um, but I will say, as a preview, my greatest thing in the world this week is the five-minute Children in Need special that David Tennant did as Doctor Who because David Tennant talks as Doctor Who for about 60 goddamn seconds and I was like I'm back yeah I'm completely completely back wow um and if you stand stay around these franchises long enough they'll come around and get you back it's what I always say about Batman I love to see them reinvent Batman again and again and I think the difference with that is though is that it's we're waiting I always wait for the next creative team to cycle out. And the problem with something like Marvel is Kevin Feige's not going to go anywhere. No. And so I just don't know if he's not going to go anywhere. I am. You know what I mean? I'll go watch something else because yeah. I don't have a lot of time to watch things anyway. And I think it's that's what's frustrating is they were doing something cool for a while. But just like everything else, I think it's going to change or, you know, everything just well, changes just like, constantly. Just like you know? the comics, I think you really get. Uh, you get a ten good years out of a creative force, you know. Um, and, I, yeah. and either they move, either they get bored and move on. You get guys like Ed Brubaker or Robert Kirkman, who's like, I don't want to do other people's characters anymore. I'm going to go do my own thing. Yeah. Or they become like Chris Claremont or John Byrne, where it's like, yeah, okay, this is okay, but you're not where you used to be. Or they just move on. And people like Joe Casada, like when Joe Casada took over Marvel, everything was exciting. Yeah. And then eventually he was like, oh, I'll help with the movies, and then I'll take a I'll take a corporate job and not write or draw. And now he's now he's completely retired from yeah. Marvel. Like he talks about doing his own thing, but uh, I feel like there's only so long you get as a run. And you're right, Kevin Feige's been doing this for 15 years, and he wasn't he was not the person on Iron Man. He was one of the guys, right? But I'm and saying he's been yeah. he's been in the room. You know, since the beginning or close to since the beginning. And it just kind of and it's not just him either. We just we know his name. You know, there are other people who are steering the ship at Marvel that also need to go, you know, but that's just like, yeah. Yeah, because I was was just watching a video about like Batman, the animated movies and like that arc. And it's like like Kevin Feige is like Bruce Tim, where it's like you go back to that original stuff and like. I've been watching a lot of Batman the Animated Series again, yeah. and, and that's just that's just a classic in the way that like the Fleischer Supermans are a classic. Yeah, the way like the original Star Trek is a classic. Like it'll always always be great. But then, like anything else, it was like New Batman Adventures, not quite as good. Superman, not quite as good. Batman Beyond, in my opinion, some people love it, not quite as good. But then there's like, like the last couple of movies. There's like Mystery of the Batwoman, and which was not good. And then I remember. They did Batman and Harley Quinn, and okay. it was all in the style of New Batman Adventures, and it and Bruce Tim was involved, and it was unwatchable. And then eventually, you're just like, well, Bruce Tim just wants Bruce Wayne to fuck Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There was like this weird like through line that yeah, kept and it's up. like, and I've never been at the point where I'm like, I'm not gonna say because because uh, of the first half of the Killing Joke. Oh yeah, where they fuck on a rooftop. I'm not gonna say Heart of Ice is not genius. But there is there is an arc, yeah, and it's kind of knowing when to get off stage. And but when there's that much money and that much pressure on you, it's like, yeah, I I think it's 
and it's ego. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of things. It's Actually, like people yeah. don't want to stop. I wouldn't want to stop if I was the guy making the thing. You know, I built the thing and everything. And I'd, I'd say, fuck you. I'd say it's my fucking thing. You know, I'd say this is the way I want it to be. You know, I just think the problem is, is that they're chasing dollar signs. And it's like, well, Disney definitely is because Dis- yeah. Disney's had it rough. I mean, they've it, had it rough. Uh comparatively to who them in the past yes, exactly <laughs> yeah and that's that's how business works it's all based on the last quarter yeah um a, yeah disney's been ru- disney's been running the world and then then they make then they have a year where they make the marvels and indiana jones and they'll be terrified yeah and i liked indiana jones i will keep saying it so uh how is the marvels doing in theaters did it bomb bombed 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 really they they uh, opening Which weekend. is crazy because the opening first weekend, Captain they, Marvel movie made like was one of the highest grossing Marvel movies they've ever made. Yeah, it's like the Which seventh. Is why or they made a sequel of this? Yeah, they said the first opening weekend they said it like made as much as the Ed Norton Hulk. Oh my and then god! It, then it made then like Hulk beat it. Whoa! It's not. It is not doing well. And of course, you know, there's a lot of people. What's... There's a lot of people, oh, a lot of you know, guys on the internet. Yeah, this are like, oh, women, women, and for some reason, like those guys seem to really hate Brie Larson. And I, I don't yes. see. Any... Do you understand this at all? None. Maybe I don't know. I've I do, got to figure that. Because my I... only criticism is, I, I find her Carol Danvers to be a little cold. Yeah, and... I think she has a hard time. I think it's. But I've seen her be like warm and fun in other movies. That yeah, she's usually great, and yeah. I don't think she's doing a horrible job as Captain Marvel. I think she's doing pretty decent. It's what I think the problem is like she's trying to play a hard character, right? Because she's playing, she, she's playing Marvel Superman, right? Yeah. But it's but she's it's like you know what the problem is? She's Hal Jordan. And that mm. character is very difficult to play. You've got to be cocky and confident, but still relatable, but still relaxed and cool and all right. this. It's and like that's a character perfect example because Hal Jordan's a character where like every ten years he has a completely different personality, right? Because nobody's ever been able to put it from. It's own. very I mean, difficult Ka- to nail God, that. Carol character Danvers down. has been like four different superheroes, because right? She's been so malleable, and I so I think she's doing a pretty good job. I just think it's like she's trying to play a very difficult type of character this like you know what i mean yeah. fearless test pilot you know what i mean it's like they're the same character it's just it's and especially i think it's harder to play that type of character as a woman you know what i mean oh, it's yeah, like absolutely because it's not you know everyone puts the it's like the male type character hal jordan but it's like carol danvers is hal jordan that's how you'd write that character you'd write it the same way she's just a, a girl you know yeah. And uh, when Ryan Reynolds played Hal Jordan, it didn't work out that well. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know a lot of good Hal Jordans. I always think of the best Hal Jordan I've ever seen is um, the guy from Serenity. Nathan Fillion in the animated movie. He plays him in an animated movie, specifically the one where... First Flight is fantastic. Yes. Where it's like training day in space. Which is exactly what, I guess, that Green Lantern movie should have been. I don't don't know what they were thinking. Had the the Ryan Reynolds movie used that script, it would have been a much, much better movie. And that was at the point... And maybe, maybe this whole episode is just about decay because that was at the point where the DC animated movies could do no wrong. Yeah, because I remember we were talking about that when we had the store and we would say how the DC animated movies were killing it and Marvel would try an animated movie every couple years and be hot garbage. And you know? you know what? But now the DC movies are like, they haven't been trustworthy in a long time. Yeah. It's like when they're okay. I was I was just watching the animated Long Halloween. 
Oh, I didn't even know they did that. That's insane. It's, yeah, it was another two-parter like Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. And it's good. Okay. It's no Dark Knight Returns. It's no year one. Right. But it, And I'm like, oh, well, but this is the high watermark now. Like, when they did the new 52 and they had the Damien movies and it was like, well, this one's got Court of Owls and, and it has Grant Morrison. And, and they just started, like, throwing everything in and, and the stories were just murky. Yeah. I rewatched, um, I said, I've been in a Batman mood and I was working out. Um, which is something I don't say often on this podcast, <laughs> but I was like, oh, let me just throw something on. And I was going through my library and I was like, Batman, bad blood. Like I have no memory of this movie. Yeah. And it was from like tw- one of the anime movies from 2016. And it's, it's the one, uh, on the cover, they just show, they show Batwing and Batwoman. I'm like, okay, this must be when they introduce them. And then I get about 15 minutes in and I'm like, oh yeah, they're also doing, the Grant Morrison, Batman and Robin, where Dick becomes Bruce. Okay. And then they're also doing like the, um, oh God, what was that character? The, the Damien clone that killed Damien. The, uh, what? Yeah. In the Grant Morrison story, he was like, he was like big, like Bane and he had a Batman mask. He was the one that stabbed Damien when Damien was dead. I don't remember. It was very Grant Morrison was in Batman incorporated. Uh, the heretic. Um, then they throw that in. And then by the last 20 minutes, I'm like, I haven't finished it because I finished working out. I was like, yeah. well, I'm done with my cool down. I'm not watching I don't really want to watch any more of this. <laughs> but I realized I must have, I bought this movie. I must have watched it three times, but I don't remember it at all. And I'm getting old, but like, maybe I don't remember it because it's not memorable. Yeah. And I, I think they all just, they all just get to that point. And if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you get that pause period and it comes back and it comes back strong. Like I'm waiting I've been waiting for DC to do this for five years to come back strong. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like some of the movies I have enjoyed, but they haven't been consistent. Shazam, I loved. Shazam 2, I really hated. I didn't even see it. It, it was, I, wa- I watched it on Max the same way I watched The Flash. I was yeah. like, well, it's free. Let me give it a couple hours. But then uh, Blue Beetle, I enjoyed. Uh, now, oh, so I didn't even know they made a Blue Beetle movie. Oh, it's fun. George Lopez is in it. It's uh, it's on Max now. It's fun. Oh. <laughs> it was supposed to be a Max original. They put it out in theaters. Yeah, it's the Jaime Reyes version. Yeah, I figured. Although, um, the the fun thing there are rumors, but now with, I guess with everything out the door, it's probably not going to happen. There were rumors that Jason Sudeikis was going to play Ted Cord. Oh, see, I would have loved that because they do. They, there is a scene. It's it's a very mild movie. There's no spoilers. There is a scene where they find like Ted Cord's old headquarters and. And they, they have the flying bug. And oh, the they suit. do they? They yeah. show the suit. Does it look cool? They show the suit on a mannequin. Yeah, it looks, yeah. It looks pretty fun. And uh, the Jaime Reyes is great for a movie because they, they, they do just CG armor. It looks exactly like the comics. Yeah. And it was Iron Man. It was a fun movie. We were, um, we went to, uh, oh God, what was the last movie I went to? Oh, the Marvels. See? <laughs> That's bad. For 10 minutes. That's bad. But when we were at the Marvels, they showed a, uh, a trailer for Aquaman 2. And Jill was like, do you want to go see Aquaman 2? And I was like, I want to see the reviews. Yeah, first. <laughs> because the first one was dumb, but it was fun. Yeah. I really like Jason Momoa. But this movie could be really fun, or it could be a complete piece of shit, and I have no way of telling yeah. from this trailer. And, I, and, like, and you know, Marvel's starting to get that way. I mean... But they all do. Pixar, you know, remember when Pixar, like any Pixar was movie that phenomenal. came out, yeah. you were just like, well, I'm going because it's Pixar. And then the last, I don't know that I finished the last few. They were, 
like Elemental bombed for about a month and then finally yeah. made money. I remember the joke with Pixar used to be like, just take something and give it an emotion and that's the movie or make humanize it, you know? And then it's like, then they were like, we're going to give emotions, emotions. And you're like, this is like a meme, like an internet joke, like how to write a fucking Pixar and script. And they're doing a second one of those now. It's crazy. That, they're doing an Inside Out too. We saw the trailer for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, yeah, I think this was supposed to be like a catch up on the MCU review because of everything that's happening, but it just seemed to be more of like, ah, maybe people should, shouldn't work on creative projects so long. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I think everything, uh, you need to know when to move you're right, on. Everything, everything needs a rest because I think about, you know what, um, the last couple of years, some of the things I really enjoyed were properties that were brought back after a very long time. Like I've been saying all year, and I, I still stand by this, we're almost in December. The best thing I saw in 2023 was Picard season three. Mm-hmm. I lo- I I loved it so much that I have Paramount Plus, and then I bought the complete Blu-rays. And then uh, this week, it, the digital was on sale, and I'm like, well, someday I won't subscribe to Paramount Plus. No, better make sure <laughs> I, I have this in multiple formats. <laughs> but I absolutely love that, and... I absolutely loved the new seasons of Beavs and Butthead. They did. Uh, Mike Judge came back, did those seasons. They were funnier than anything. It was like, and it's great sometimes to see people come back where, you but know. But I think you need a break. You do. Yeah. You do. And Mike, like Mike Judge went on to become much better, a much better creative storyteller than when he did the first Beavs and Butthead. Yeah. So he came back with all this experience of doing King of the Hill and Office Space and Idiocracy and um, Silicon Valley. And applied all that. And you're like, well, I miss this. And it's great. And even if it's something like, uh, you know, Elliot and I are talking about the new Frasier that's on Paramount Plus. And it's it's okay. It gets a little better every episode, but it's still not good. Yeah. And, but I'm watching it because it's good enough. It's Yeah. And it's making me go back and watch the 90s show. And the 90s show, every time I watch the 90s show, it gets better. Uh I, I watched it again like five years ago and I'm like, now that's the thing I binge when I can't think of what to watch. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that pause helps and sometimes, sometimes that creative peak is over and you're never going to recapture it. Yeah. I think it's tricky because it's a lot of it's got to be, you know, it's hard to look at your work or your, what you're doing objectively and be like, am I doing this for the right reasons? You know what I mean? Is Kevin Feige doing Marvel <laughs> for the right reasons anymore? When he made Iron Man, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if he's... And him and, and him and his ilk. You know, it's not just him. Whoever's running the show over there, I just don't know that they're doing it for the right reasons anymore. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I mean, we've, we've been saying this for a while, and you and I have been saying this. Endgame was such the perfect ending of any franchise that I've ever seen. Yeah. Maybe with the exception of Lord of the Rings, but Lord of the Rings was a book that had been around for 60 years before right. he made that movie. And yeah, yeah. And he made the book like exactly after the movie. You know what I mean? They had yes. a... They, they, used the source material, adapted shit, and had a thousand different people writing it. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of discussion about how are we going to end this. Right, the they way built was it for, on the way. The way there was for Endgame. So I felt like the last, the, everything after um, everything after Endgame has been kind of like an after party. So everything, like the stakes have been lower. It feels like, it feels like you're just sweeping up. The lights, are, the lights are coming on at two in the morning in the bar, but it's been four years of that. Yeah. And... And you're right. They tried to be like, well, now it's all about multiverse. And, you know, we used to have this argument. We've been doing this podcast for 10 years. So yeah. we were younger men when we started this. But we always, I always used to have this argument with you about things like Elseworlds and alternate realities. 
for me, I'm not as invested because I feel like the stakes are lowered. Yeah, if, they are. When there's an infinite number of views out there, it's hard to care about any of you. Well, you look you at know? Doctor Strange too. It's like the the centerpiece of that movie is also when it goes off the rails. Is like here's the Illuminati, and here's you know Patrick Stewart as Professor X, and here's John Krasinski as Reed Richards, and here's uh, Agent Carter. Here's Haley Atwell as Captain America. And, and oh, that's really interesting. And then within 10 minutes, they're all dead. So it's like, well, I'm not going to get invested in these characters because... You could just kill them. They're, they're, yeah, they're just yeah. like paper dolls to... Right. So I like to go like, what's happening to the main Peter Parker? What's happening to the main Bruce Wayne? Because I want to see how that story is going to affect them later. And I feel... That's lessened it for me too, is because everything's a multiverse. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there, there are rumors that they're talking about bringing Robert Downey Jr. back. Oh, I'm sure he. That's yeah. I, he we will see Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark or Iron Man before uh, he's dead. Yeah, and he will play that character I mean, again. One hundred percent. All over the place, but the rumors with the multiverse. I used to hear that it was a way to recast everybody without rebooting. Yeah, I heard about this too. It was like, oh, here comes Captain America from the multiverse. And it's, you know, a young actor, but the MCU will continue in a way that DC doesn't. Like, every time there's a new Batman, it's a new universe. Right. Except maybe, I mean, maybe Val Kilmer was continuing the same storyline, but it had changed in tone so much that nobody considers that part of but every time you get a new Batman, it's like, we're starting over again. We're starting fresh. Yeah, maybe they should start over. I I kind of like the idea that what, what they were trying to do was a continuous story, right? Like the comics. So that's an interesting idea that film, to do that in movies, I like that aspect of it. I think the problem with it is, is that it's, it's not that they need some giant direction that everything needs to point in it just seems like there's just no plan at all and the plan seems to be like we need to have a big thing and it's like no you need to tell good stories the big thing comes later you know what i mean thanos and endgame wasn't planned when they made avengers even thanos was a fucking stunt guy in a rubber mask it was, like, I mean? it was like Josh, I think it was Josh Whedon's idea. Just, just to, to stick him in there. there. Yeah. Well, there's no plan, nothing. There was nothing about Infinity Stones, none of that. And it's like, okay, so we were just trying to tell a good story and somebody had a clever idea. And you know what I mean? It just seems like. Yeah, and, I, and so rumors, the rumors that I actually hope are true is that this idea is shifting from Kang to Doctor Doom because Doctor Doom is a stronger character in the. He's the Doctor best Doom villain, is, period. He's up there with Thanos. And honestly. I would love to see them shift to Galactus because they they didn't really even attempt it in Rise of the Silver Surfer. Nobody's made Galactus. I mean, and that's understandable. Something's coming to eat the planet. Everybody should be involved in that. And that's, you know, I'm okay if you find out Kang was just a herald of Galactus. Yeah, and, I don't. These are stronger villains in the Marvel universe. Yeah. That could be. I don't know that they have to bend things so much to just be like, oh, this whole time Kang was the Galactus Herald. It's like, do Galactus true how it should be done with the Silver Surfer and everything? It's like they don't have to do Kang anymore. Right. If it look to me, it seemed wrapped up. That's why I asked earlier. It's like, it does yeah, it not Loki seem like yeah. Loki sits on Kang's throne? Kang died in one time and another one. He never got the book or whatever yeah, the bullshit spo- spoilers is. Spoilers for Loki, but Loki, honestly. I found I didn't even ask you what you thought of Loki. Uh it was fine, but it was a lot like the last season of Loki where I'm like, I think I'm following the story, but it doesn't I don't know if it makes sense. I have a lot of questions and it why it just seems like 
we're making a show about Loki, which could be whatever it wants to be, but this isn't even the Loki that had the arc from Ragnarok. This is the Loki from the end of Avengers that sneaks away and becomes like a time fugitive. Right. So it's like, this is again, this isn't even our Loki. This is a different variant Loki, but they're like, oh, this is such a culmination of everything yeah, Tom like, Hiddleston's been working on. It's like, he's playing a character from 10 years ago. He's not even playing the same fucking Loki at the end of Ragnarok where he, why is he even a good guy? Yeah, in Avengers, he's a psycho. Right. It's like, why is he even Loki? We were talking to, we had Dan Chichester on a couple weeks ago, and he was like, and he was saying, like, Tom Hiddleston's good, but he's like, this show is not about the god of mischief. No, like, because right. it's it's about the TVA. Yeah. It's Loki at the TVA. Which was and a that's, Fantastic Four idea. And yes. And that's a fine thing to use that and for Loki, but like, why... It seemed like Loki season one, they didn't really have a good idea. So I said, okay, well, Loki's going to time travel. We've got this extra Loki run around, so we'll do time stuff. And then it's like they wrapped up the time stuff, built up Kang, and then Loki season two is like, ah, we don't really know what to do with Loki anymore, so let's just do the time thing again. And the culmination of this season was the same culmination of the last season. They're in the same room talking to the same guy. It's like, what is different? Oh, now Loki sits at the head. Yeah, well, Loki season one I was enjoying, and then the last episode was like, it was very much, ah, it's not about Loki anymore. Now it's about Kang because we're going to use Kang later. I mean, that last, Loki was great up until that episode five when there's all those Lokis, like Richard E. Grant is Silver Age Loki, and there's Alligator Loki. And they're in that like that pit at the end of time of time. And that giant cloud monster. That was a great ending. And then episode yeah. six is we sit and listen to Jonathan Majors talk for half an hour. Right. And now this season, I thought this season was an interesting story, but it, I, it wasn't Loki. It was Doctor Who. And I kept telling, telling my, saying to myself, watching this, I was like, well, I like this. I think it's well written. I think it's well acted. I think it's well produced. But I'm like, but Disney just forked out a shitload of money for Doctor Who. Like, the new Doctor Who is going to cost $10 million an episode because both the BBC and Disney are paying for it. Oh, they bought Doctor Who. They didn't buy it outright, but they are co-producing it with the BBC. Oh. So, And they have exclusive rights outside of the UK. Mm-hmm. So when, if you live in England, you're going to watch you're going to watch it on the BBC. If you live in this country, you can only get it on Disney Plus. Gotcha. And which is great because it's like, yeah. I want to see like a huge big budget Doctor Who. It, as I said, they showed... You know, David Tennant for 60 seconds, and I'm like, I'm here for every episode he's in, and I'm very optimistic about the new guy taking over yeah. next year. But it's like, but then why take Marvel and be like, let's copy the thing we just bought? Yeah, I mean, unless it was trying to test it out. It's new Coke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's just make it look like exactly the thing, the other thing we have. So then at the end, Loki... There's all these infinite timelines, and Kang had this big device that, whatever, did something to make a one timeline. And then at the end, Loki destroys it, and then he's controlling all the timelines. Yes. So basically, he's like, he's he like has... the whole TVA, and then the TVA is just like monitoring him and making sure stuff doesn't go off the rails. And and there's like a dismissive line about Kang, because because when they show the TVA how they work now. Like they go up to uh, Mobius's desk, yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, there was like, and he's like, there was Kang on six one six, which and is the comics universe." And he's like, "But we handled it." And it's like, and I've seen rumors going like, "Oh, that's the last you'll ever hear of Kang." Uh, you know, it's like, "Oh, Quantum Mania killed him," and Loki just said they er- killed him, him, and we don't have to think about him anymore. Yeah, because so. that's what it seems like we're done with him. And I agree, Doctor Doom's a stronger villain. I just think it's like. 
Oh, okay. So you guys just fucked around for four years with no oh, absolutely plan on what they were doing or anything. Cool, and cool, and cool, cool, isn't cool. that comics? Like, well, yeah. I used to and go then, through my long boxes. And goes here's twenty years of of this run. Yeah, and you know, every now and then you just run through and look at all the covers, and you're like, "This is great. This is great. This is great. This is great." Oh, it hit the wall. It hit the floor. Yeah, and this is a year of it just cruising along the floor, which, uh, you know, I I tried to get back into Batman because I just I have the Marvel and DC apps and love Chip Zdarsky, but he's not doing anything that's like exciting anybody. Yeah, and it's like, and I realized it was like, oh. It's not that I don't like Batman anymore. I got to give it a couple more years. And yeah, it'll come back. Yeah, we always say I always say like Fantastic Four is like this. You know, yeah. it's like you kind of got to wait because it's a book that's normally terrible, and then when it's Every good, 10 it's years great. Is the best book. That yeah, make. and like Doctor Doom's about to ride a dinosaur Doctor Doom on the cover of the next issue, so you could get take a guess where it's at right now. <laughs> I am loving that book. I like it. I, it's I, fun. I. I I'm it's a, not great. No, I'm a little behind, but I, it's fun. I like the Dan Slott run, but then he got like when, once he went into Reckoning War, it seemed like yeah he was, was using Fantastic Four it, to tell this you know other story, like, and I got a little murky on yeah, it. Yeah, it seemed like he had built up the Reckoning War because it's something he alluded to ten years ago in She Hulk. Like she mm-hmm. did some kind of time travel. I can't remember all the details, but it was like this big thing that he was building up. And then when he seemed to get to it, he seemed like he was bored with it. Well, and it's like with this, you were fucking writing about this for ten years. What the fuck? I, did you never think you were gonna have to tell us what the Reckoning War was, Dan Slott? Because that's what it fucking seems like <laughs> <laughs> see what the feeling i got from that story was like he was like he realized he was like oh i can use the reckoning war i've been talking about that's gonna be this huge story and i feel like he went to marvel editorial and was like i have the marvel crossover for 2022 it's the reckoning war and they went yeah just do it in your own book yeah because <laughs> it it like it was got so inflated and then it just seemed like <laughs> yeah, like somebody just let the air out of a balloon. Like like he had this whole pitch. He's like, and then the X Men get involved in the Reckoning War, and then Thor dies in the Reckoning War, and they're like, no, no, nah, that's a Fantastic Four. He's like, but I spent six months building up the Reckoning. War. I've been writing like, about this for ten years yeah. in the back of She Hulk. Yeah, they're like, well, you know, the book you write, you could do it there. Yeah, do it there. Then <laughs> he did. Yeah, so you know what? Um, we got to wrap things up and we're always good at just running over and over and over again. So I think we got to bring the plane in for a landing. <laughs> um, there's an inevitable decay in any creative endeavor, I think. I, it, and if you love something long enough, God knows Star Trek did it several times. You know, Star Trek was dead in the 70s, started to come back in the 80s. Then it hit this huge peak in the 90s. And then the 2000s were just dead, dead, dead. Yeah. Until... You know, 2009, the movie started to bring it back again. And now I think it's in a very, very healthy place on Paramount Plus. I'm enjoying everything they're All doing. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually Marvel will do that. I, I'm, I'm hoping DC will do that. You know, I really like the Matt Reeves Batman. And I'm, yeah, I did like. Uh, I'm hoping yeah. his sec, maybe his second one is going to be he his Dark Knight. He is doing his second one? Yes, he is. Yeah. That makes sense. He yeah. Made a lot of like, money. So do another Robert Patterson. You know, uh, I. I want to be excited about the characters I love. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I don't want to be the guy that just takes a dump on everything. I'm a very enthusiastic person, so I like to I like what I like. I just think it's like um 
Yeah, I think it's you need the people need the grace to know when the show's over for them. You know what I mean? And there's not to say you can't come back for an encore, but maybe go read a book or two when you're out there in the world, or go travel. You'll learn something before you come back and just write the same garbage you've been writing again. Yeah. Bendis, who's like, ah, ten years ago I made Matt Murdock, I revealed the secret identity, and he goes over to DC. What's the first fucking thing he does? Ah, everyone knows who Superman is. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, you fall into your tropes. Yeah. Yeah, so do you have a greatest thing in the world? I would say Doctor Doom riding a dinosaur version <laughs> of himself is probably the <laughs> fucking greatest thing in the world. I, I, I'm willing to bet that as well. Yeah. I Like I said, I'm, I'm about three or four issues behind, so I'll get to that one when I get to it. But, yeah. But yeah, that image went viral immediately. Yeah, because it's amazing. Well, I, I saw a meme already that said, I don't read this book. I've never seen this book, but this is instantly the greatest comic book I've ever yes. read. <laughs> because the dinosaur is wearing Doom's armor. Because. You're bearing the lead. Because they're going to a planet where all the Marvel superheroes are dinosaurs. <laughs> Captain America's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Thor's a Brontosaurus. Cyclops is a Triceratops. Whoa. And you're laughing because you think I'm making this shit up, but no, I am I'm not. No, I'm not laughing because. I am not making this up. <laughs> Because I don't see why you weren't. Uh, my greatest thing in the world, I, I've already mentioned it, uh, is the David Tennant comes back as Doctor Who next week. I am really excited. It's reminded me what a lapsed Doctor Who fan I am. Yeah. I'm hoping it will do for me what Picard did for Star Trek. It's like, oh, I love this thing. The, the guy who is my favorite guy of doing it is coming back. He hasn't lost a step. And this and the stories are interesting. And the production values are higher. I'm into this thing again. It reminded me how long it's been since I've loved Doctor Who. Yeah, and I stayed with it. Like I watched. All... Yeah, you're like a very loyal fan. You'll suffer I, all yeah. all manner of abuse. Did you I know? tell you how long it took me to get divorced? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, might be, a, that might be I a separate don't podcast. Give Jen. up easy. Yeah. Oh, it's been several podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I. It was so much, it had that sense of fun again, where it was like, it didn't take itself too seriously. It was really fast paced. Yeah. It had crazy sci-fi ideas like thrown at you. And it's, um, it was on Children in Need, which was a UK thing, but they put it on YouTube. So you can see it on YouTube and it just makes me really excited, at least for the next three episodes that David Tennant and, um, Catherine Tate are coming back. And Russell T Davies is back writing it as we, as we were saying before, it's like, I hope it's like Mike Judge coming back to do Beavis and Butthead, where it's like, this guy's even better at writing this yeah. character than he used to be. And just from what I've seen in that five minutes, I was like, that five-minute sketch is the best thing I've seen since, oh, God, probably since Peter Capaldi's, like, middle season. How many years ago do you think that was? I could feel like that was, like, 2015. Yeah, so like five, seven years. Yeah, you know, about be, the cycle of yeah. <laughs> yeah, how long you gotta wait for shit to get good again. You know, there you go. But luckily for you, you didn't have to wait for this to go down because we've been doing this for ten years and we've never peaked. No, no, no. <laughs> or we did like four years ago and we're on the downswing and we're gonna swing back up soon. Yeah, I mean, like you're here in the room. Yeah, pandemic years were a little rough. Yeah, that was, but that was rough on everybody. You know, <laughs> yeah. what I mean, we timed it real good. But I don't have to blame. My, it was rough on Marvel. Yeah, sure was. Marvel put out Endgame right before that pandemic. Yeah, they did. But if you like the show, you can listen to it all anywhere you get your podcasts. Just subscribe to Caffeinated Comics. Uh, as Elliot likes to say, you can even ask Alexa to just play it for you. 
as far as social media, uh, (laughs) I'm I'm not on Twitter anymore. I am on Instagram. It's not in my book. I do post pictures of action figures there. Our Facebook page is the thing that's really happening. Facebook dot com slash caffeinated comics we're old men we're going with old social media we have no tiktok no. i joined threads and i made like two posts on it um i don't even know what you just said threads is like instagram's twitter oh i so, thought okay so inst so thread instagram made its own twitter now yeah where you can go to like that page and it's just people writing stuff instead of posting pictures mm. so it's it's Twitter, but it's Instagram. And I don't even use Instagram. I haven't. Don't even use it. You know what I'm saying? You have it. Yeah. 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 I have it. Do you have any plugs at all? Or are you just off social media? Nah. Yeah. I'm pretty much off social media. I use Instagram to like look at action figures. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like on comic book art. Oh, I'm lurking. I'm on lots of Facebook groups. Yeah. I'm on Facebook groups about Mezco, Facebook groups about Hot Toys, Facebook book groups about Mondo Batman. There's this one guy on Instagram that makes little model like diorama walls and stuff from from comics. Like from the comics. He'll look and say, like, this is how Steve Epting drew this the the meeting room in Avengers Mansion in the nineties. <laughs> and then builds it. And then he builds like a little diorama and stuff. I follow this guy. He posts the little figures in it. It's adorable. That reminds me. Um today, I, after this, I'm recording the next episode of Triviality with uh our good friend Neil Fisher who's been on the show. And you can still buy Neil's book behind the screens, which I just bought for Black Friday. There's a coupon so you can actually get Ooh. it on sale. And his book is about what the houses in classic the TV floor shows plans. actually look like. Yeah, yes. so it's like, uh, I don't think they're quite blueprints, but it's like basically... They the, are. They the, are blueprints. The, the literal they're floor plans. They're not the plans. sets. They're yeah, the li- yeah. literally like, this is what Jerry Seinfeld's apartment looks like, look like in his apartment building. Yeah. And I've been meaning to get it, uh, first of all, support our friend, but second of all, I'm fascinated by it. And like I said, I've been watching so much Frasier yeah. that I'm like... Boy, he's got a Frasier chapter. I'm like, how does that apartment work? Because there's like a balcony in the middle that's like has a corner turned in it and people go to the bedrooms on either side. I'm like... I'm like, what is the layout of this apartment? I now know who knows. Know where to look. Neil Fisher Neil knows. <laughs> so behind the screens is on sale today. And if you want to listen to Triviality, I'll be uh, doing a quiz. Uh, Steven was going to do it too, but he's got to run. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah, my That's life okay. is chaos now. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of afraid for you in a trivial contest. You yeah, just, I don't know anything. You just start yelling at everybody. Yeah, but like, that the- guy. You know that guy. <laughs> that guy goes to fucking yes, <laughs> yeah. But either way, we'll talk to you on Gabinated Comics next week.